Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric. I am the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. How is everyone doing this lovely Monday? It's kind of weird. Like, I'm here. You know, I got two baseball games going. I got a soccer game going. You know, flicking back and forth on the TV. It's kind of weird having options. Del Mar raced today. I was really looking forward to Colonial Downs to the two horses I liked there. So stuff's coming back. You know, stuff is coming back. Um, good show today. I'm going to talk about the Marlins situation, give you my little two cents on the Jamal Adams situation. And today we are going to have Jason, a.k.a. Bully the line from Instagram and Twitter. He's going to come on and he's going to talk about how he's going to be tackling betting the NHL restart. So, you know, we have a good little show today. You know, we're going to, you know, go through this and, uh, you know, let's get started. But before we get started, I just want to point something out. So, you know, I post all my plays. You guys see what I do. I don't hide shit. I mean, I don't. And I get it. People are trying to grow themselves and try to get some street cred. So today um, on my thing, this guy with four posts writes, follow me for daily winners. I'm up over 100 units in June. How the fuck are you up over 100 units in June? A, that's a direct lie. B, unless you're doing some crazy unit distribution that makes zero fucking sense. I mean, it just blows my mind how some of these guys operate. And then you have the guys that beg me, like literally like beg me, like, hey, follow me. Can we do a follow for follow? I I mean, I'll be honest, like if I'm talking to one of you guys and we have a little dialogue back and forth, I'll follow you, man. You seem cool, I'll follow you. And not to sound superficial, but if you're a hot chick, I'm going to follow you. That's just the way I am. And you got these guys, oh, follow for follow, follow for follow. And then they just start blowing up my timeline about how great their picks are. And then I look at your pages and you're playing the Astros in baseball. Like that really doesn't impress me as minus 200 favorite against the Mariners. That really just doesn't impress me and speaks a lot to me about what kind of better you are and, you know... It's just one of those things. I always kind of find that funny. But anyway, you know, let me just tell you my uh, two cents about this Jamal Adams trade. Number one, let me look at it from the Seahawks perspective. You're getting arguably one of the best safeties in the game who's very young. But already he's complaining about having to get on a 7 a.m. flight. So let me get this straight. You have a guy that... Wanted to be out of New York, got traded to one of the teams that he agreed upon, and the team booked him on a 7 a.m. flight, and he didn't want to go on it. He's bitching about it. I mean, is that really the type of guy, like, they want? You know what I mean? In Seattle? Is Seattle really going to be the guy, excuse me, is Adams really going to be the guy that pushes Seattle over the edge? I mean, everyone gets this false narrative that these DB guys matter. And yeah, they do, somewhat. 
But with the rules in the NFL, these DBs and safeties in man coverage, they can only cover for so long. If you don't have somebody that can rush the quarterback and make the quarterback throw his passes in under three seconds, it's going to be easy for these quarterbacks to pick across it, pick across, pick apart these defenses. Because the way the modern NFL is built, it's built for the offenses to score, built to favor the, the wide receivers, the tight ends, the running backs out in coverage. So if I'm Seattle, I want a pass rusher. I mean, take an example, Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes looked great, what, two, three years ago in Minnesota? Now, granted, we're comparing a cornerback and a safety. I get that. I understand that. But I'm just kind of using that as my example. Um, With Minnesota's pass rush was significantly better, it forced the quarterback to go through his progressions quicker. Thus, it made the DBs look better. So that's why I feel if you're going to give up that many assets in your Seattle, what was it, two firsts? Two firsts, um, a first round in 2021, a third round in 2021, a first round in 2022, and you picked up a, a, a guy you can plug into the safety hole right away. And I love that kid from Cal, the Jets drafted. So, I mean, if I'm Seattle right now, I'm giving away a lot of assets. And then you have Wilson has a big contract. Adams is going to want to get played. Lockett's deal's got to be coming up. I mean, just the whole way this team is built to me just doesn't make sense to me. And, I mean, does this change the way I view Seattle? No. I view them still the same. I'm not going to overvalue or devalue them. I mean, yes, Adams is a great player, but, I mean, you gave up that much. Which, you know, is what it is. They think this will put them over the hump, maybe. But I just don't, I don't think it will. And I still have them still the same. Um, now let's look at it from the Jets' perspective. So you got rid of someone who obviously didn't want to be there. And you got a boatload in return, which is great. But here's the problem. There's good-run organizations and there's bad-run organizations. You look at the Jets, they're going to go 4-12, and 5-11. and 11. And then at the end of the year, Adam Gase is going to get fired. And the whole coaching cycle starts over. Why? Starts right over again and like for me that just it's just like the cycle of bad franchises they keep on doing the same thing over and over again you have a talented player in the room that doesn't get along with the coach and you have players that don't get along with the coach on other players on the team and you got this coach who's i mean this guy says he's an offensive guru i mean what has he done i mean like He's really done nothing. I mean, but for Peyton Manning, I mean, come on, it's Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's calling his own plays. So I just I just feel Gaze needed to go. And if I had my choice between Gaze or um, Jamal, I'm definitely going to take Jamal. It's just a no-brainer to me. And I just feel that that's just a huge mistake by the Jets 
that yes, let me rephrase that. They got uh, they got uh, the two first round picks. I mean, if this GM is anything, he'll be able to get get people for that and a, and a third rounder. So you know he's he's going to have assets. But the point is this: is you have to have to have to have a leader of men, and Gase isn't a leader of men, and I think that's been clearly established. So I mean, that's kind of how. I'm looking at the trade from the Jets and Seattle's perspective. I mean, Seattle's still where I have them, and you got to turn in when Sterling and I break stuff down. We're breaking down the, we'll break down the West in two weeks, and I will tell you where I have Seattle. But anyway, it hasn't changed that, and I still think the Jets are a bottom feeder team in the NFL. So it just kind of. Really, it doesn't change my opinion on anything for either one of them. And then the other big news today is the Marlins had 14 players slash coaches that tested positive for COVID-19. First of all, you know, I hope those guys, nothing nothing but health. I hope they get out of this, yes. You know, but one, I'm looking at this from a couple different scenarios. One, how is it that all these, like, Europe like EPL, Chinese basketball, these are going off without hitches. And then the first weekend, you have 14 people from one organization getting it. What does that say? That says a lot about how poor they're doing it. And like I said on the show, I mean, I have a friend who's tied in with a team, and, you know, he told me, hey, you know, this is what they're thinking about way back when, you know, about the Arizona, Florida. And, I mean, they should have gone with the bubble. I've been seeing that for a while. It makes complete sense. It was only a matter of time before they, before this happened to a team. I mean, 14 is a lot, quote-unquote, an outbreak. But still, like, it, it was a lot. It's a lot. And... You know, it's going to be interesting to see how MLB handles this. I'm not going to lie. I thought they were going to, like, not suspend, but at least postpone the season. And then I thought they were going to, um, at minimum, you know, postpone the games tonight. I mean, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I just don't see, I I just didn't think they were going to be playing, which, you know, really, um, really shocked me. So, I'm going to be interested to see how Mayfield handles this moving forward. And let's be honest, like, if you're to rate commissioners, I mean, this guy is by far the worst. This guy has no idea what he is doing. And, I mean, look at the Astros' punishment, dude. I mean, the Astros, 60 games, dude. 60 games. Like, the Astros' punishment is so minimal. The Astros totally got out of this. And it's just kind of crazy to me that the Astros are benefiting this. But... Back to the Marlins, yeah. I mean, that's why they have these 60-man rosters. Of course, like, hopefully they'll be able to fill the team, and hopefully everyone will be be fine. But with how MLB had this set up, I mean, this was only a matter of time before this happened. That's what I don't understand why all these people are shocked. All right, so now I'd like to welcome Jason, a.k.a. Bully the Line, from Instagram. Jason, how are you doing today? Good, and yourself? Um, I got no complaints. A little, a little hot in Chicago, but you know, thank God for AC. 
Absolutely, man. It's, it's hot here down in the Carolinas, man. So we're just trying to just trying to beat the heat. Oh my God, it's <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like I noticed today is we're recording this on Sunday the twenty sixth, but summer's like almost over. Dude, the time is flying by, man. Like uh, it, summer has flown by, man. This whole like quarantine thing has just made just time kind of just you don't even know which like which day it is. You know, working from home and things like don't even know which day it is almost. Oh, it's crazy, and it seems like. And March was like crawling. It seems like just yeah. yesterday, it was it was the Thursday of March Madness, and I had no idea what to do. Absolutely, like all these sports leagues are starting up, and I was like, "Damn, these leagues are never going to start up. August is never going to get here." And now it's like, I mean, it just came, it's just flown up on me, like man, it just snuck up on me almost. Oh, I know it's and it's great. I mean, I've like morphed into an MLS fan, so I mean, it's kind of. Kind of crazy. Dude, so have I, man. I have been uh, tracking your zero to zero ties at halftime, man, which I think is a phenomenal bet for that league. I've been following it. You kind of introduced me to it, and it's actually hitting almost at fifty percent, and thus plus like three twenty on the odds. I think that is a uh, phenomenal bet for that league. I mean, I've been I've been following, it, man, because of you. Dude, I love that bet. To me, that's the best bet in soccer. That I absolutely. It's one of the best bets going, I think, in sports betting that no one knows about. And I was actually talking to a buddy about that, and I was like, "Man, this bet is like hitting at fifty percent for, uh, you know, for a plus like three twenty odds, man. I, that is, um, I wish I didn't play in that from the beginning, but I really didn't have the balls to do it. So it's one of those things I've been kind of following, never really have the balls to actually put the bet in. But, but maybe I might just start blindly tailing it every single game. I mean, I like it. It's it's been really good to me, but um. Yes. We have you on today. I want you talked about it. Stuff starting to open up. Leagues are starting to get going. We're gonna talk a little NHL. So, how did you get into betting in general? Before we start talking about NHL, man, honestly, I got introduced in college, man. Uh, just kind of, kind of doing like recreational on the side, and kind of just morphed into. I was kind of doing college football during college, and next thing you know, got into NFL and just kind of all the leagues and I just came in love with just the numbers and the way the line moves and things like that I just and I just became not gonna say addicted but it's just something fun to do um watching the game I got to the point now where I really won't watch sports unless I have something on a game now so um I I pretty much lost all my faith with my teams and the only ones I bet on are the ones I cheer for yep I mean that's the best way to do it you gotta take that fandom out of it and you gotta play the the number and the situation. Absolutely. Um, so with NHL coming back, it, do you have like a certain betting strategy for the restart or anything? Man, uh, there are so many question marks that are coming into this league that, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything, you don't know how this team are going to, you know, mesh together. Pretty much at the start of these leagues, man, I'm just kind of just going to just play it slow, like a slow play, uh, Maybe not do like full units on bets. Just kind of see where the trends kind of uh, morph into uh, because just so many question marks going in, man, and there's no point to kind of blow it all at the beginning of the season. Just kind of start small, kind of just let the trends kind of fill themselves out uh, from the beginning, I think, to me, is kind of the best uh, bet. Same with like baseball, man. I'm just kind of just look and see what, uh, you know, what teams are kind of you know, hitting the overs and that kind of thing. So just kind of slow playing it uh, just because of all the circumstances involved in uh, everything. Because this, this has never happened in sports before. I mean, you hit on the head. Like, no one knows what is going to happen. And you mentioned the no-goal first half. I was thinking about this today. 
one of my favorite bets in hockey, and we'll talk about your favorite bets a little bit later, is the no goal first period. <laughs> yeah. I love that bet for playoff hockey. That's when I play it the most. Yeah. I'm thinking about playing that. Um, what do you think about that strategy for like every team's first game? Because I, I, I th- yeah, I think that's a that's a great move. You don't know how these teams are going to come out. You know, if they if they're rusty or what. I think I think that's a great bet. I'm also going to watch that too because because usually during the regular season, I was using all the overs. I, I like the you know I would follow some of the over teams. Um, and I don't talk about that, you know, later on. Uh, but I always play a lot of the over first period, just kind of get that instant gratification, move mm-hmm. on to the next, uh, you know, with the first period. You win or you lose, and you're on, you know, later on in the night. So um, I do like those unders, and um, I, that's definitely something I'm going to look at with the odds. Um, you know, when they when those first periods start coming out, I like that. Um, will you have a different strategy betting qualifying round versus the round robin round? Um. Yeah, I, I think um, you know once the qualifying round gets started, uh, you'll start to see the trends kind of kick in, and then the round robin matchups will start. So then you can kind of use you can dictate some of those those first games into the later games. Um, so um, you know it's just it's just like I said, we're just trying to just uh, you know just let it play out itself and just kind of see what, where those trends are going. So just kind of kind of mimic the you know the beginning of the qualifying round into that, you know, into the next couple of days into that round robin round as well. So that, that's kind of my strategy. You just kind of, you know, kind of just follow those trends and uh, moving into the next rounds. Um, are there any qualifying matchups are you, you are looking forward to the most? And if so, why? Yeah. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the main matchups that I look at uh, that I think really doesn't sound, you know, sexy on paper, but it is the New York Islanders versus the Florida Panthers in that qualifying round. Because you've got a you've got a uh, high you got a pretty good scoring team in the Florida Panthers versus um, versus the New York Islanders defensive minded team. So those two are going to clash, and who knows what's going to happen. The Panthers are sixth in the league in goals scored, while the New York Islanders they're top ten against against the goal. So I mean they're not uh, allowing uh, that many goals. So they're more of a defensive minded defensive minded team. So I think that to me is going to be one of the most intriguing matches. I think that it could easily go. Um, I'd probably say you know six or seven games that first round. They're, they're going to beat each other up. You know, it's one of those series. They're going to beat each other up. So, whoever gets that team in the next round may have a little bit easier schedule to the fi- uh, Eastern Conference Finals, uh, mm-hmm. just because they beat each other up that that first round. So that, that's the most intriguing matchup to me. Um, do you bet money lines over unders, period bets, um, uh, puck lines? I mean, con- what's the bet yeah. you like to make the most in the NHL? To me, uh, when it comes to the NHL, it is dog or pass for me. Uh, and that's just because the NHL is one of those leagues where basically it's, there's almost not a bad bet in the NHL. Like any team can win. Just like last season, the St. Louis Blues, they were an eighth seed, won the Stanley Cup. Most leagues, that doesn't happen. Like, you, like when it comes to like NBA, there's really only like three or four teams that can realistically win it all, honestly. Uh, same with like baseball. There's only like, you know, it was only realistically three or four teams that could really win it all. But NHL is one of those leagues where the eighth seed uh, winning the Stanley Cup is not—it's um, not an odd thing to happen. Um, so it's usually dog or pass for me in the NHL. And when it comes to the prop bets or some of the over/under period bets, um, I usually play like a lot of the first period over, depending on those teams. Uh, a couple teams I usually look at for those first period overs are usually the Golden Knights. They were hitting at about 64% uh, oh, wow. 
um, you know, before the before the break, the Avalanche were at sixty, and the Oilers were also at fifty nine percent. Like there was almost, I mean, the the over first period was hitting on over fifty percent on almost half the league. So that wow, and the books adjusted for that. So I mean, you're paying like a minus two hundred price. So the books were adjusted for that. Um, but you know, usually if you ate the juice, you usually come out on top. So, um, so if you had, you know, if you wanted to eat the juice, you were you were hitting pretty good. So that's one thing about the NHL overall. Like those first paid overs usually hit, and that's a big uh, number to pay. You know, making making the bet. Are there any teams in the qualifying round that you think can make a run? Yeah, um, one of the uh, one of the one of the value teams that I like is the Carolina Hurricanes. They're okay. sitting at about forty-five to one to win the Stanley Cup, um, and actually, Rod Brindamore came out um, the other day and said that this is one of his deepest defensive teams uh, that he has going. They uh, the, the Hurricanes acquired uh, one of the defensive from New Jersey, New Jersey Devils during the break, uh, so he hasn't played with them, uh, but he will be coming back. So they're getting a number of players back on defense, uh, which is going to it's going to boost that defensive end for them, and then also they got the young talent. Uh, like Sebastian Ajo, uh, Alexander uh, Svechnikov's going to be playing for them. And then also you've got some veterans on there like Dougie Hamilton, I think. And then you also have Rod Brindamore, who's also a former Hurricane, who's won a cup with them uh, as the coach. So I think all that can mesh together, man, and they can make a run uh, that I think a lot of people aren't really looking at this team for. And I've seen a lot of uh, cappers, you know, not only on Twitter, but, uh, you know, like Vison and things who – who are on the Rangers? There are a lot of a lot of people on the Rangers for some reason. So usually when I, you know, usually see a bunch of people on one team, I try to, uh, you know, kind of go the opposite. Uh, so a lot of people on the Rangers they're playing the Canes. I think the Canes can do an upset here and possibly make a run and win the Stanley Cup. I mean, they had was it last year they had that great run? Am I think? Am uh, I remembering that right? Or was it two years not, ago? Might have been uh, two years ago. I don't think it was last year. Uh, they made a deep run. I think they might have made it to like the second round. I believe. Yeah, but they were. But don't quote me on that. I'm trying to remember. But, but, like, it seems like so long run. ago that's we had hockey. Run, um, are there any of the round robin teams that uh, you like to make a run? Yeah, um, I also had one more qualifying. Team oh, I'm sorry. Well. Go ahead. Sorry about that. No, uh, uh, another team, uh, and I'll, get to, I'll do this one quick. There's another team that's 22 to one right now is the Edmonton Oilers. Um, they are not only going to be playing in their home city, uh, so they're going to have that. I guess if you want to call it home ice advantage, but they got one of the top scores in uh, Leon Drasadi, who's at 110 points on the year. They're also getting another forward, uh, Yamamoto, Kaylor uh, Mount Yamamoto from uh, the AHL. He was actually had. Um, He's actually had one of the one of the best seasons getting recalled up uh, from the AHL, and then also they have two goalies that they kind of switch in and out. Um, and that's in Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen, and basically the Oilers have one of the best power plays in the league at twenty nine point five percent, and the second best penalty kill um, this season in the AHL. So they're one of, another one of those lot of value on twenty two to one, I think. Um, the Oilers can win it all, you know, coming out of that qualifying round. And I mean, even if they win that first game, you're with it being such a, de- a, a decent price, you're sending yourself up to find a hedge value. And yes, I mean, part of the thing that I feel people don't realize when it comes to futures are you want to line yourself up to make a profit. 
So absolutely. I mean, and this is the example I use because it still breaks my heart. But I had the Bucks a hundred to one last year to win the uh, to win it all. Yeah, yep. and they're up two on the Raptors. I mean, I just hedged out, took the Raptors to win the series, and I made a decent profit because I think they were like after they were up, the Bucks were up two one. I think the uh, Raptors were like fifteen seventeen to one to come back and win it. So I mean, knowing when to head, not excuse me, knowing yep. when to hedge and how to hedge, so that way you're not like tied to the bet and 22 to one is a great value and you hit on the head athletes like familiarity and uh-huh. out of any team Edmonton's going to have a huge advantage because they're familiar with everything kind of like Orlando is in this MLS tournament and Orlando has been playing some of the best soccer. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's a great, great find by you that the 22 to one. Um, what about the round robin teams? Personally, I have the stars sixteen to one. I took at the beginning of the year. That's the only future in hockey I took. And I mean, what do you think? It, are the stars one of the teams you like? Uh, well, I, I do. I like the I like the Lightning. Uh, I know they're okay. the favorite. Um, I like them out of the round robin just because uh, they had such a great season last year. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder this year. They got bounced in the first round by the the, the Stanley Cup champion Blues, but that's a that was a you know huge upset in that first round and. I think they'll. I think they'll. They, and they have the talent. They've shown it this year. I mean, they're one of the top teams in the NHL again. Um, you know, this year. And I think this year they're going to hopefully right the ship. Um, I do like them out of the round. That's not. I don't know if I would. That, that's like one of those heads type things. Uh, it's not something I would probably play uh, at the beginning, but um, that could maybe you know come into you know come into later on. Maybe using that against you know an Oilers bet or what an Oilers ticket or whatnot. Um, and then also you know out of the West, I like um, the Golden Knights. They've they've been there before. They've made a run before. They had, like I said, they have some of the. Uh, they had a great season. They kind of started off the season uh, a little bit slow this year, but they've they've came into their own um, and they and they play well. They have the goaltending and they can and they score early. And that's one thing they put teams in a deficit early. Um, and you know usually you know when it comes to playoff time, you're, you're if you're having to struggle from behind, um, it takes a lot out of you. So a team that can jump on the board early. That's one reason why I kind of like the Knights. They're one of the best first period teams, uh, and I think that could do wonders for them in the playoffs. Now, let me let me ask you this: This is a, like I just popped in my head. Um, I think playoff hockey is great, and I have, that playoff oh. hockey is one of the one of the few sporting events I have yet to experience. Do you feel that the game will be played differently on the ice during the playoffs with no fans? Yeah, uh, it has to affect you somehow because the atmospheres, you know, those playoff games are, you know, they're electric, and I mean, and those players feed off that energy. And with it not being there, I, that's the thing. I just don't. There's so many questions, but I, it has to. It has to come into play. Um, I, I don't see any way it doesn't it doesn't come into play at all. So yeah, I think it's definitely going to have an effect on these players. Because one of the things I always loved was that game three when whatever team it was, whatever team first game home, play them minus the half yes. on the period, on the period line. Oh my God. I love that bet. But yeah. And, and, and it also pertains to the NBA too, as well. Not sure if you've seen that one, but that was also another big trend where if a team, uh, goes up, uh, well, uh, the home, home team goes up two Oh, they go to the, uh, the team down Oh two's home place. First half that, uh, it's like one of, if I, I got I got to get you the, the stats on that, um, by the way, as well. 
yeah, I mean, the, those were some of my favorite bets. I mean, I bet <laughs> I always did that. But I don't think I'm going to do that this year just because there's so many question marks. Do you think you're are, – are you going to be playing that or are you going to hold off like you said? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just yeah, so, so many, uh, like I said, more question marks, man. It's, it's, it's almost – the elements aren't there to you know to really play the bet, uh, so it's it's, it's just going to have to be. It, it won't be like a, a full unit on, on something like that. It would definitely be you know a half unit or something just to get some skin in the game. If you you know hanging out hanging out at a bar or something, throw it down and you know that type of thing. Uh, but nothing I would go go wild and crazy over. Yeah, I mean, you, Jason here in the head, guys. With stuff coming back and all these athletes are out of their elements unit discipline is going to be a must in any sport i did four mlb bets on uh on saturday and one of them shamarza didn't go and i did one yesterday so i've only done four bets to start the mlb and i see these guys they're rolling out seven cards deep that just blows my mind oh no it's it's crazy i mean so, so many of these guys man it's i mean it, i it's, everything with me is like a half unit i think my the biggest bet I did was I did four units on an under in the NBA last year. That's been yeah. my biggest biggest play year to date. <laughs> um, now, so you're so you're telling me like you're not to bet every game? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like some people don't realize uh, that. I'm not going to bet every game. Are you? No, uh, no. I, I think it's I think that's ludicrous. I, I think you're just burning money. I mean, you just burning money at that point there's no point to, to bet every single you know you look at a card you pick out you know two or three four bets and then just let it you know if you, if you lose them all just wake up next day do it you know look over the card again and have you start 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 you over don't don't go you know super in the hole that, that, that's the one thing is bankroll management a lot of people uh they're bad at it and you know just you just got to pick your spots and if it's not there don't force the bet exactly exactly i mean my first two rules are number and situation. And with that being said, the situation is unlike anything we've seen. I mean, I'm probably going to start out, like you said, just kind of sitting back. I maybe play some first period unders just because I think the offenses will take a little time to get going. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's kind of like where I sit. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a, that's a great move. And, you know, just wait it out. All right, Jason, you've been great, man. Thanks for coming on. Why don't Thank you tell? You. I it. Oh, anytime, man. I definitely want to have you on again. You know, but maybe like when uh, college football starts out, we can break down if there's college football. <laughs> like, God only knows if that's going to happen. Oh, I know. Um, thanks for coming on, man. Um, Thank you. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find your work and how to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can follow me uh, on Twitter uh, at Boy the Line and. Uh, I do, I do a little bit of Instagram, so if you want to follow me, uh, that's at Bully the, Bully the Line Bets on Instagram. So you can, you can give me a follow there. All right, Jason, thanks, man. Great information here, guys. Make sure you guys follow him. Must follow. Knows his stuff. And, uh, you know, are, you, are your DMs open to answer questions if anyone has any yeah. questions about stuff? Absolutely. I'll be glad to help you the best I can, man. I appreciate, uh, you know, having me on. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, man. We look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. So I'd like to thank Jason again. You know, great follow. Make sure you guys are following him at Bully the Lion on Twitter and uh, Instagram. You know, that's another guy, you know, on this platform. Just started talking sports about and sports betting. And, 
you know, those are the guys I like on this platform, the guys that are trying to shove their product down and talk about how great they are. Yeah, really not uh, not my style and uh, not, uh, not my cup of tea. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, we got a full day of sports, you know, baseball, a little rough. Uh, we had the uh, Reds at plus 109, and then we had the... Tigers at minus 117. Tigers are up 5-1, kind of fell apart. Reds down a quick 6-0. Um, in terms of MLS, we're hitting, sitting on San Jose, money line plus 110. Props, San Jose wins 1-0, 2-0, or 2-1. I mean, hopefully, I mean, that only prop, excuse me, the only prop there. That we could hit would be the 2-1, and then we played the draw in the late game. So, uh, you know, MLS is, I've been pleasantly surprised by the product. I'm really not that big of an MLS guy. You know, I'll definitely start watching a little bit more of it uh, moving forward. But yeah, you know, stuff's, stuff's slowly starting back, coming back. You know, NBA is going, NHL, you know, starts this weekend. So, uh, you know, make sure you are checking, have the notifications on the Twitter and the Instagram so you can see the plays. Keep cashing those tickets. Be safe. And for the love of God, please wear your masks. I'll be back on Saturday when Sterling and I will be breaking down the AFC East. I'll talk to all y'all later.